0: Of the show today i'm going to be reviewing for the second time tonight transformers rise of the beast you asked me why the second time because i just recorded an episode with this review and i didn't like it <laughs> not the movie my review of it um so for the first time i think actually or the first time in a long time uh i scrapped that one and we're going to do a do-over uh I just didn't like the way the review came off for some reason. I just didn't didn't like it. So I got rid of it. So it's my show. I get to do that. So anyway, this is a movie podcast where I discuss and review movies new and old. So again, I'm going to be reviewing Transformers Rise of the Beast. So as I stated previously, I'll restate again. So obviously, if you know the history of the Transformers movies, you have the, or actually the Transformers story, you have the toys, then the animated series in the 80s, the animated film from the 80s. And then, of course, the live-action films produced by Steven Spielberg and directed by Michael Bay, starting with 2007's Transformers and ending his run with 2017's The Last Night. So then, uh, after Michael Bay moved on from directing them, we had 2018's Bumblebee, and now this film... Transformers Rise of the Beast. So this film was directed by Stephen Capel Jr. Uh, I know his work from directing Cree 2. I know he's directed other things as well. Uh, I haven't seen any of his other work, but Creed 2 I have seen. Now this film is set in 1994, which is seven years after the events that take place in Bumblebee. So as we see this film, uh, it starts with a prologue um, and um, there is a battle between the Maximals and robots from Cybertron so they're battling uh, to protect what is called the transwarp key and Unicron is a planet eating god that obviously he gets fuel from eating planets so it's world destruction you know your version of Thanos if you will destroying worlds as he goes but uh, Unicron is trying to get this, so the transwarp key uh, is taken by the Maximals and hidden on Earth and broken into two parts. So they want to keep the transwarp key away from Unicron to prevent him from destroying more worlds. So that's the prologue of the film. When you come to, the, to 1994, you're introduced to uh, Noah Davis. And when you see him, uh, you, his family, he lives with his little brother and his mom. Uh, struggling to make ends meet. He's a former military person that's trying to get a job. As the movie opens, he's trying to interview for a security company, does not get that job, uh, so which further puts financial stress on the family. Uh, the mom is working and trying to go to school, and his uh, little brother has a uh, sickle cell, uh, so he's uh, dealing with uh, a serious uh, condition that requires intensive treatment, and of course that costs a lot of money that they don't have. So he ends up, um, Noah ends up, Taking an offer from a friend of his to steal a car. So it's a uh, silver and blue Porsche. So, in the process of stealing that vehicle, he discovers that that vehicle is not actually a vehicle. It is a Transformer by the name of Mirage, who's voiced by a comedian, Pete Davidson. And that sets the events in motion uh, for this particular film. So, the other main character is introduced is uh, um, Elena played by dominique fishback so she is an intern at a museum on ellis island and it turns out that the transwarp key is there at the museum so the first set piece that gets set up is uh, an attack by the cybertron uh, robots to attempt to get the key and then a battle ensues between Mirage. And then, of course, we get the appearance of Optimus Prime. So the thing that's interesting about this film is with uh, the Optimus Prime characters are. Obviously, he's the main through line through all of these films. And, of course, voiced by the same by Peter Cullen, who's voiced him all the way back to the cartoon. So he's the constant uh, character in all of these films. Uh, one of the things that's really good about it is they, they talk about, in this film, since it's a prequel, to the michael bay films uh, you have optimus prime's distrust of humans he doesn't want to work with humans he thinks humans are a liability which is uh, obviously something you don't see in the michael bay transformers film so you get to see kind of the setup of where where optimus prime evolves with his interaction with humans you know being on earth and uh again the 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 hunt is for this transwarp key to keep them from getting to Unicron. So as the movie progresses, like I said, there's a lot of action sequences, and um, and uh, the movie, as I stated a few minutes back, is a serviceable sequel to Bumblebee. So Bumblebee, I think, is a better movie. I think uh, you get a great performance by Haley Steinfeld. She's great in the film. Set in the '80s, so I'm an '80s kid, so that hooks me in. Uh, I think that movie is better. This movie, like I said, is is serviceable. And if you were to ask me, and usually in my reviews, I'll talk about what I didn't like about the movie and what I did like about it. Um, the question of what I didn't like is kind of tough to answer. I'm going to get to the third act and the climax in a minute because I think my opinion is a bit different than a lot of pe- reviews that I've seen before I've even jumped on to do this review. But again, what I didn't like about it, I don't. I don't there's really nothing I can pinpoint to say that I didn't like. I mean... To be honest, you know it's Transformers movie, so I don't know what my expectation would be. I, I always look for the movie to be good, but I mean, we're this is the, you know, seventh Transformers movie. I mean, there's always a level of things that they can do uh, to make it different. And like I said, I, I, there's nothing here that I didn't like. I didn't find the movie slow. I didn't find it. I I found it entertaining. I think. It just doesn't, for me, I guess it doesn't rise to the level of just a high-level film in the sense that just I'm super involved and 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 it's tough because, like I said, I don't. I think serviceable is actually the the best term I can use for it, uh, and and I know that sounds like an, a put-down, and it's not it's not really because, like I said, I liked the movie, I liked it. I guess it's that I didn't love it um and but my thing is i don't know if i love any transformers movies i really liked the first one that michael bay did and i really liked bumblebee um do i love any of these movies i don't know if i love any of them i think i have different levels of how i enjoyed them so for me it's kind of a different criteria for this type of movie so like i said and i and and that's why i can't really say i didn't like look if you don't like transformers movies you're not going to like this movie at all and you wouldn't be apt to see it anyway. But for me, when you're doing these, it's just about was the movie entertaining, and it is. I just don't, and I think, and I think part of the issue is we're at the seventh movie, so there's only so, like I said, there's only so much they can do, and with that being a hindrance, I thought that they, I thought they did a pretty good job. So serviceable to me is not is not a put down or an insult in any way. It's a it's a compliment. Uh, I think for what it it is. And like I said, Bumblebee was a pleasant surprise. So this movie, I think, is is does a good job. It's fun. It's a popcorn movie. You know, I took my nine-year-old to see it. I mean, it, for that, I think it's it's great for that. So I want to talk about the climax in the third act. So as a lot of these movies do, this this movie ends up going to Peru. So we find out that the trans warp key was split in two, and the other half of it, is in peru so of course everybody's going there you know you know the cybertrons optimus prime the um the maximals all going there to you know try to get the key first and of course for optimus prime if they can get the key together the biggest thrust there at the end is they can get back to their home planet and hopefully save it so that's a big deal for them and of course save the earth as well so there's kind of a battle there because noah and his group you know noah and elena want to get it destroy it so it saves the earth so there's kind of a conflict that's going on there so there's you know that sets up the climax of the film the third act takes place in peru which i thought was a cool kind of place to do it and uh i've seen online which is interesting i think a lot of people have really honed in on the climax as being very disappointing uh, and uh, one of their main criticisms of this particular movie, I don't agree. I thought that I that was actually my favorite part of the movie. I enjoyed the climax. I enjoyed the third act of the movie. Um, you know, the big battle because there's always going to be a big battle or a bunch of battles culminating in a big one. I thought it was well done. I thought it was a lot of action. Uh, the things that the human characters have to do, I thought were were well done. A lot of action, excitement. So that was actually my favorite part of the movie. Uh, so I don't agree with the with the criticisms of the of the climax. So I don't know what they're. I didn't go deep into the reviews because uh, I don't like to do that. Before I do my show, I'll probably I always read them after just to see. I just saw blurbs of people more than one person complaining about the climax. Um, I didn't have an issue with it, so I, I disagree with that uh, with that position on this particular movie. But again, for me, uh, I think it's a serviceable film. I think it's enjoyable. Like I said, my nine-year-old son had a great time there. Uh, So based on that, I'm really going to give Transformers Rise of the Beast three and a half stars out of five. So again, on that scale, uh, usually a four star review is a movie I watch over and over and over again. I wouldn't watch this movie over and over again, but I probably watch it again once or twice. Uh, It's a good entertaining film. Like I said, it clocks in at about two hours and seven minutes. And one of the main strengths I will say about this movie, which I think goes along with Bumblebee as well, my main issue with the Michael Bay films is that as those, as those films progressed, they got longer and longer and more bloated. I mean, you had one of them, and I forgot which one it was, um, that you, you're clocking in at two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes. I, no, no. It, this is Transformers. You don't need it creeping on three hours. No, that's, that's too much at least i think that's too much and i think what both bumblebee and this film does well is it keeps it tighter this movie's clocks in at two hours and seven minutes i know bumblebee was a a shade under two hours which i think is perfect if they're going to continue to make these movies going forward that's the template they should follow because especially with with the difficulty that becomes in telling more transformer stories because you've done seven movies if you're gonna do more of these, keep it tight. Keep it, you know, maybe hour fifty to two hours is plenty for a Transformers film. I think if you get longer than that, you're just gonna, well, you're gonna lose me because it's just too much. Because, like I said, those those Michael Bay ones towards the end were just I, I couldn't even look. I'll give you a perfect example. I haven't reviewed any for the podcast, but I don't even remember what the last night was about. I don't remember. I know Anthony Hopkins is in it. I know there's. I I have to watch it again. I think I I just I now watched it at home. I didn't see it in the theaters. Um, I, I and in in the last night at least I kind of remember Age of Extinction, which was the one before that with Mark Wahlberg. I, I don't even remember what that was about. I just don't remember. You know, so it, it they got so just bloated and just it's ridiculous. Epic should not be what the Transformers movie be. It should be a tight, fun cgi filled robots fighting in and out in a couple of hours not not dragging two and a half hours so again enough of that soapbox but again this movie like i said clocks i think it's two hours and seven minutes i think is a is, is a good time so again i'm going to give transformers rise of the beast three and a half stars out of five again on that scale that's a movie i would watch a couple of times again i would watch it over and over again i don't think it's a classic uh, but it's a serviceable enjoyable entertainment and if you you know, spend your money to go see it in the theaters. I think you'll have a good time. Again, this is a pretty simple one. in the fact that if you like Transformers movies, you'll probably like it. If you're not a fan of it, you're not going to be interested and have any desire to watch it. So pretty straightforward. But again, I thought it was, I thought it was a decent film. Like I said, I don't really have anything um, super negative to say about it. uh, Other than it's just a serviceable story. And like I said, I think it's just because there's been so many of them, it's going to be tough for me to go, oh wow, this is something new, this is something different. So I think that's where my enthusiasm doesn't give make me give it a higher review than three and a half. But again, that's not to say that there's that it's not entertaining, that I didn't enjoy it. It just means to say that it's just at this point there's really it really would take something unbelievable to to like blow me away as far as something surprising or something that they haven't done before uh, that would make it you know completely different uh, so that's 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 really what that's about not about the quality of the movie but speaking of not doing anything surprising the one thing that was very surprising and uh, i'll give a my spoiler alert here so if you haven't seen transformers yet um, click this off for about a minute minute and a half i'll do this real quick and then we'll get back and then i'll wrap the show up so i'm going to start right now so at the end of the film after all the you know Climax is done, Noah's back home in New York, he is back to trying to find a security guard job, he uh, interviews with uh, a gentleman at a place uh, for security, and the actor Michael Kelly plays uh, the person he's interviewing with who's great in House of Cards, very good actor, so they're talking about him, and as the conversation progresses, Michael Kelly's character tells Noah, hey, you know, I know what's up, I know what you were doing, and I know what you were doing with these robots. And, of course, Noah's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know. What, you know, he denies it. And, of course, he's like, man, don't deny it. I already know what's going on. So he offers Noah an opportunity to join his group to fight and battle. So he puts a business card on the table. Noah turns the card over. And you're wondering what what it could be, what what's going on. And it's G.I. Joe. So, obviously, if you're an 80s kid or even a 90s kid, you know what G.I. Joe is. That's a huge another Hasbro property toy animated series. And, of course, they've made a couple of live-action films as well that haven't done very well. So it was, that was the biggest surprise in this film, that they're teasing a crossover with Transformers and GI Joe. I don't know what form that's going to take, uh, but that was super surprising. So um, we'll see how, how that transpires. So anyway, again, I'm giving Transformers Rise of the Beasts three-and-a-half stars out of five. Uh, so like i said if it's playing in movies now if you're a fan of transformers i say go ahead and check it out and again this is the let me bend your ear podcast my name is frank i'm the host of the show i discuss and review movies new and old Uh, so thank you for checking out this episode in the very next episode i'm going to actually be doing a first here is a listener request Uh, So I've always put the call out there to email me or send uh, Twitter with it, and I finally got somebody that took me up on it. So um, I'll uh, be reviewing uh, a movie that they requested. So if you want a movie that you want me to review or discuss, you can always email the show at bendyourearpodcast at gmail.com, or you can DM me on the Twitter page at bendyourearpod. So like I said, next episode uh, will be a listener-requested review. Not a new film. It's an older film. Uh, So uh, stay tuned for that and check that out. So thank you for listening. I want to thank everybody that downloads the show. Uh, I want to thank everybody that I interact with on Twitter. It's great. It's always fun to talk movies and and your thoughts about them. So that's great. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to say before I sign off, this is the fifth anniversary. Actually, today is the fifth anniversary of the podcast. I started this podcast five years ago. I can't believe it's been that long. And I just want to say, uh, as I've said before, uh, the reason I started it back in 2018 was... um, I needed something. I needed an outlet uh, to 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 fill me with with joy and happiness. You know, this is a time I was kind of struggling at work and, and not very happy, and didn't really have a creative outlet. And I decided just to go for it and start the podcast. I'm like not knowing anything about how to podcast and just kind of winging it. And it's been a great uh, a great ride. So I really appreciate it. So. um, I'm happy and I'm enjoying this ride and I'm, I can't believe it's been the fifth anniversary of the podcast. So again, it's something I really enjoy. and I'm going to continue to enjoy doing it. So again, thank you for listening and uh, I'll see you soon. Take care.